Bitter Pill are committed to producing new writing until theatres in the UK reopen. Through the Painkiller Project, we're open for submissions once a month and are producing two plays from each submission window. If you enjoy the play you're about to hear and you'd like to support the continuation of the project, please consider pledging to our Patreon to make a donation that would be repeated each time a new play is released. Alternatively, you can make a one-off donation through paypal.me. Any donation made would mean the world to us. For more information, follow the links in the description of this podcast. And now The Painkiller Project presents The Utopians. As he binges on DVDs in the cinema room of a Colombian hostel, a man approaching middle age contemplates how hopelessly adrift he feels from his younger guests. Falling in and out of consciousness, he can't help but think there are darker forces at play. The Utopians is a sharp and unnerving exploration of what can happen when someone stands still while the world moves on around them. Enjoy. They say travel broadens the mind. It's flattened mine. I really should think about leaving this hostel soon. This hostel's largely the problem, I suspect. There's a younger crowd here. The Utopians, I call them. I've lived a little longer than them, which means I've fallen out of step. I've no interest in salvation or renewal, and they can sense that. And they've closed ranks as a result. The more I upset them, the more... How do I even describe it? What doctor would recognise the sensations I'm experiencing? Uh, 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 Crackling under the skin, a sense that some coarse brittle material is lengthening inside me. Hay, I've decided, or straw, perhaps. I'm being slowly padded out. It's becoming harder to move. It's not rheumatism, there's no pain as such. No, it's more like a cancellation of feeling. So I find myself spending my days in here, sitting in the hostel cinema room, as someone laughably termed it. I've actually started to spend my nights here too, away from the dormitories, which I've come to see as amongst the most hostile spaces on this earth. I've got a nice view of the courtyard from this room, so I can see who's coming and prepare whatever apology that person's due. Hmm. Who's this coming now? Oh, I don't mind these two at all. Huh. Oldish couple from Hamburg. Not sure why they're slumming it in here with the Utopians. Bogota's bespoke hostels must have been fully booked up. Hello there. You two all right? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, another film. What is it? Oh, uh. Shame. 
about a depraved sex addict. Every frame is just the main guy whacking off. <laughs> yep, they're leaving. The linoleum gasps under their expensive-looking walking boots. I watch them trudge back towards reception, and who's this coming the other way? Oh, Fleur. A Dutch backpacker here on her stepfather's dime. She's the kind of person to have hilarity-filled exchanges with fellow travellers about how Italians conjugate their verbs. She'll ask you whether, are you, are, you a, are you a stunt or a Beatles guy? She goes around asking people to outline their path in life, their journey, truffling for trauma. In other words, she's crushingly inoffensive. And of course, I managed to offend her, and pretty gravely at that, yeah, last night, in fact. I followed a group of the Utopians to a local bar. Fleur had given an impromptu toast to the Colombian soul, a hymn to the country's generosity of spirit, its pounding rhythms, its miraculous geography. <laughs> she had said that she felt the country literally coursing through her blood. La Amazonia here seemed more real to her than the rolling hills of her native Holland, etc. Whoops and cheers from the wide-eyed utopians. I'm misreading things, I followed her with a toast of my own. A rousing affirmation of the nation-state which singed of Albion, that green and pleasant land. Oh, come on, man. I was heckled, someone pulled me down from the table, so I finished my Cuba Libra in a sulk and then retreated to my moody lair to sit amongst my DVDs. Fleur sweeps in and asks me how I'm doing. I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 listen, I'm Fleur, about last night, I'm, it's that Nicaraguan rum. It goes straight to my head. <laughs> Fleur, with a shake of her lovely head and a flutter of vast blue eyes, puts a consoling hand on my shoulder. All is forgiven, of course, for the Utopians. Hatred is uncool. It reveals too much of the sordid heart. I'm bewitched by the rose gold down on her slender arm, but I'm also mildly disturbed by the sensation of cracking beneath her touch, the straw bristling beneath my skin. Forget it, she seems to say with a large benignant smile. She's holding a small joint and offers me a toke, but I, 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 I can't actually raise my arm to take it. Uh, uh, I'll pass, thanks, Fleur. Uh, li li listen, you wouldn't mind changing the film for me, would you? She shakes her lovely head. I watch her eject shame and silkily insert my next choice. The Night Porter. Charlotte Ramplin plays a former internee of a German concentration camp who encounters her tormentor there after the war. Thank you, Fleur. Another impossibly large smile before she sweeps out and I drift off into sleep almost immediately. <sighs> I'm awoken shortly after. It's that German couple looking for their rough guide to Colombia. Excuse me, have you seen it? 
the husband asked me. What? Uh, you, you're right. Uh, no, 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 I haven't actually. Uh, <laughs> you check the other sofa. Uh, not there. Oh, I'm sorry. How annoying for you. But both are glued to the screen. Pained expressions on both their faces. Oh, terrible timing. And then they're leaving me again. And I want to call out and tell them, that, no, 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 it wasn't a provocation on my part. And I, I don't even believe in generational guilt, but I'm suddenly seized by a horror at my own incapacity. For feeling, it seems, has now fled from me entirely. A tense. But all that seems to do is compact the straw or wheat or... Whatever it is, it's fucking cracking and heaving beneath my hot skin. <sighs> and to my even greater horror, I see Justin. The earnest Australian coming towards my room, passing the German couple with an earnest shake of his dreads in lieu of a hello. Oh, God. He's the last person in this damn hostel I'd wish to see me in this state. He's so earnest that he makes Fleur seem positively Machiavellian. He has an empathy that's rampant, a sympathy that's tentacular, a love that runs roughshod over the world. He's a dangerous man, in other words. He suddenly emerges in the doorway, all knotted hair and golden skin and alpaca fleece. <sighs> Must be civil. Hi, mate. Oh, I haven't seen you since... Uh... Well, uh, since three nights ago, another bar, another outburst. He was holding court with our little group, waffling on about love and eternity and consolation. He said that he wanted to synthesise all of the world's major religions. But then he said in the same breath that he didn't believe in universal human rights. He had taken DMT, you see, and had seen how it all play out. Because no one seemed as if they were about to. I told him, a little too heatedly perhaps, that what he was saying was drivel and it was dangerous drivel at that. Which must have pissed him off because he began to rant at me about seeing God's light in the eyes of his dying grandmother who had passed on from this world with a firm belief in a higher power. And did I wish to deprive her of this insight she had received as she breathed her last? To this, I merely said that what he had seen in her eyes was more likely a glaze or film of utter dread. His grandmother had probably died with the fear that she had not done enough to meet her God's exacting standards. <laughs> I was jeered for this. The Utopians were up in arms. Uh, I, I moodily finished my drink on the outskirts of the group before retreating to this room, this purgatory from which I hope to be delivered soon. No odd feelings, eh, Justin? <laughs> he nods at me, archly, his hair writhing like snakes. He takes a sip of mate from that glib little leather thing he keeps it in before taking a seat on the opposing sofa and begins to watch the film with narrow, disapproving eyes. <laughs> it's, that, it's that Nicaraguan rum, you see, Justin. I've no doubt that your grandmother was a... But he waves this away. I must have fallen asleep. 
but when I open my eyes, Justin has left. The courtyard has darkened and the DVD menu flashes its glare at me in the gloom. Oh, I wouldn't even dream of trying to get up now. Movement's a young person's game. I'm a stuffed man of straw, a ragged scarecrow who will never see his native Surrey again. I can hear voices outside now. So very tired. A new group gradually fills the room. Nobody I recognise. Oh, oh, perhaps they've just checked in. They're bending over me now, gripping my arms with amused murmurs, jabbing at the broad stuffing of my torso and stomach as a paediatrician would with a sickly child. Someone suggests that I'd be burned that very night in the courtyard. Mutters of approval. Another says that it would be pagan as fuck. I disagree, of course, but I can't object. I've a, I've a, I've a dummy's mouth now. I can't even raise an eyebrow in wry disapproval. Complete immobility. Up, unhoisted by a slender English girl. Home County's voice reminded me of all that's lost and never to be retrieved. I must feel pathetically light against her shoulder. Other hands join hers, and I'm borne aloft, carried from my room. The utopians form a kind of funeral cortege in front of me, and out I go into the courtyard. Justin is there. He's the only one of the group I recognise. I, I, I wait for him to vouch for me, to, to call out to those carrying me. But he doesn't. The Utopians was written by Joe Reagan and performed by Tom Mothersdale. It was directed by Tom McQueen with sound design by Pierce Sherwood Roberts. Thank you for listening. This production is supported using public funding by the National Lottery through Arts Council England.